0: Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Last week we started talking about increasing in grace. Can you remember? Talk to me now. Can you remember? Second Peter 3, verse 18. It says, but grow. In grace. Tell somebody, grow in grace. The word grow here is the word oxano. A-U-X-A-N-O. It means to increase. It also means to abound. God wants you to increase in grace. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. i reading verse 6. It says, but he giveth more grace. So there is always more grace in God. No matter the measure of grace you've enjoyed, there's always more. And when you find grace from the word carries C-H-A-R-I-S, to mean favor. It also means Bountifulness is also translated thankworthy, but we're looking at the word favor. How do I increase the favor of God? Hallelujah! It says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he seeth God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So we see that one of the ways we are going to increase grace is by humility the Bible says give it giveth more grace to the humble hallelujah 1st Peter chapter 5 1st Peter chapter 5 and we'll come back here to James 1st Peter chapter 5 I want to begin from verse 5 it says likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder ye all ye all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble take note of that then he says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time and that means God exalts us by his grace that means you can never rise above the measure of grace on your life and that's why you need to increase in grace. Hallelujah. Tell someone, increase in grace. Tell someone, else, increase in grace. Now, look at this. Then he says, Casting all your care upon him for a carrot for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in faith? Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Notice that humility is the right attitude during spiritual warfare. Your arrogance can become your failure. Your arrogance can destroy you. Amen. There are many lives that have been ruined by arrogance. See, the Bible says, Pride goeth before destruction. So it says God resisted the proud, but he giveth more grace to the humble. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We learned last Sunday that grace is also the influence of the Spirit. Grace is also the influence of the Spirit. We defined also that grace is the outworking. the power of God grace is the outworking of the power of God all right look at this 2nd Corinthians 8 verse 1 okay I'll obey the Spirit of God let me just give you that Ephesians 3 you'll come back here Ephesians 3 I want us to read verse 7 it says whereof I am made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, watch this, given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Did you see that? It says, whereby, it says Whereof I was made a minister according, according to the gift of grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So Paul says, There's a grace given unto me because of the power of God working in me. So, grace is the outworking of the divine influence. You cannot minister beyond the grace that is on your life. And that grace is the working of God's power, the outworking of that power. And it's so important that we understand how to release this grace. Look at verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, notice this attitude I'm less than the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I shall preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ? The man was humble. See? And he, he made us know that there's, there's an ability that God has given to him because of that, that power. So Paul is able to achieve this result. Why? Because of God's power working in him. Are you all there? Then we also said grace is the outworking of the divine influence. The outworking of the divine influence. Go to Acts chapter 11. I'm trying to bring up to speed those of us who were not here last week. Acts 11. And I want us to read verse 22. So the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch who when he came and had seen the grace of God, grace is visible, he saw the grace of God, was glad and exalted them, them all that with purpose of, with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Notice, he saw the grace of God. See? So the grace of God is the visible manifestation of God's influence or God's involvement in your life. Grace is the visible manifestation of, of the involvement of God in your life so when you see someone that is increasing that's the grace of God and outworking divine influence you see someone that's living right that's the outworking of the divine influence see because it takes the grace of God to live right hallelujah I said hallelujah are you all there all right now let's go back to where we were in 2nd Corinthians 8 Verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, we want you to know of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Notice, it said there was a grace bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. There was a special grace on those churches. Hallelujah. For the records, go to 1 Corinthians 1. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1. I want to read verse 4. Let me begin from verse 3 for clarity. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Notice the Bible says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace comes from Jesus. Look at this. It says that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. It says this grace that is given to you enriches you in all utterance and knowledge. Now this utterance and knowledge refers to the utterance gifts and the knowledge gifts. And that's why when you study the Corinthian church you'll be well aware that they were a church that was given to speaking in tongues. To revelation see it was a working of God's spirit there are different ways God works in our lives for some people they can just be there and pray for hours on end it's a grace it's a grace some people can study for hours it's a grace are you following me okay so we need to understand how to access these graces Because a lot of times we are trying to do God's work with human effort. No, it takes God's grace to do God's work. Are you following me? I said, Are you following me? All right. Now, very quickly, because of this, I want us to look at something here. But let me just look at the verse verse 5. So then, everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance and all knowledge. These are grace gifts. When someone prophesies, it's a grace gift. When someone speaks in tongues, it's a grace gift. In other words, it's God's unmerited favor. It's dispensed toward us. But why is it that some people don't have these gifts working in their lives? Let's look at two scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm laying a foundation, increasing grace. God wants you to increase in grace. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31. Let me begin from verse... Verse 29, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? Verse 29, are you there? Okay, then he says, are all workers of miracles, Have all the gifts of healing, the all speak with tongues, the world interprets, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet, show I unto you a more excellent way. See, so if I'm going to have this grace work in my life, I must desire it. must desire it. In Mark 11 verse 24, the Bible says what things are you desire? When you pray believe that you receive it and you shall have. See, if you don't pray with desire you won't receive. A lot of times we pray prayers that our heart is not inside. You know, you're not passionate about what you're praying for. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I declare that I believe I receive the gift of prophecy. In the name of Jesus, amen. I hope I receive it, No, there's no desire. There's no intensity of desire. There's no passion. When I got restored to the Lord, first of all, when I got saved, I got saved early in my life, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit at 11. And I got to a meeting where they were laying hands on people. They were receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues. I went home with that desire. I went home and I, I started the church at 11. No name, the church had no name. And we got a bench and children sat on it as we were singing. Somebody fell under the power, the church closed that day. Then we resumed again with courage. And I started preaching again. And one day I had a service to lay hands on all my members. I never knew that the day the church would close. Real closing, final closing. And i began to lay hands on these people and they were all falling they were all falling they were all falling so when they got up and service closed they never came back because in our time in those days if you fell under the power you were possessed can you remember but notice i desired it i desired it when you desire something you go for it you go for it you can't tell me you desire to eat in pepperoni and sit at home he said now you go there you send somebody See, when you desire, you make an effort. So I, I, desire, I desire to walk in the power of God. You, you know, you, you got to do something about it. You desire it? I remember in 1996, I had been watching a video by Maurice Cerullo, how he was testifying of the things that God had done with him and how to walk in the power of God. And I was so desperate to walk in the power of God. And I told one of my friends, Isaac I said, let's go and fast and pray for 40 days because I want to see the miracles in the life of Jesus in my life. And I began fasting. While we are fasting was when God spoke to me. He said, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to open blind eyes. You're going to stop deaf ears. You're going to raise the dead. But at first, he said, you're going, to raise, you're going to raise people who heal the sick, open, uh, open blind eyes, unstop deaf ears, losing dumb tongues, and raise the dead. Then God heard my question because I hadn't raised the dead then I'd done most of these miracles then. And I I hadn't raised the dead, and I said, Lord, in my heart He said, Lord, I won't raise the dead. I said, You raise the dead and you'll teach them to do the same. You see, that desire, that desire to, to embrace and experience what God had promised pushed me into my destiny. Many many times we don't have no desire. And that's why many Christians have not experienced the full working of God's grace in our lives. See, because grace represents everything that God has made available to us through Christ Jesus. And if you're going to see this, you're going to desire it. Hallelujah. I remember I was reading a book by dear man of God. And it was talking about success. And you have, you've got to have passion to succeed and, and, and walk at it. I was scared. and that month I was so scared Hearing that he reads four books before every sermon, and I finished twenty-two books in one month. I began reading my Bible at a time. My record a day was hundred chapters a day. Why? Because I wanted to see what he saw. Desire. Many don't desire. It. See because everything god has promised us requires a process see and i really i, I know that I, I, a lot of we don't know that see they don't know that they just say okay i want to raise the dead there's a process your faith has to be built up because any christian can raise the dead see nobody said amen because they are short. any christian can raise the dead Because Jesus said, the works that I do, shall you do also. Notice that. And Jesus raised the dead. It says, he that believeth on me. So I believe in Jesus. So you have the potential to raise the dead. But will you see the dead raised? That's the question. Every man has the potential to impregnate a woman. Every woman has the potential to get pregnant. But until the man and the woman meets, no child. And remember, a man of God said a young lady came to him and said, I want to have a baby. And he said, Are you married? She said, No, but I'm just believing God. No two married sister One. I heard of a man and his wife that got married. They were so holy. Because the thing the top doing it was a sin after you're married. It's a sin before you're married. So they were so holy. And the The man will sleep in the sitting room. The wife will sleep in the room. Every night. Until one day, the man realized that faith without works is dead. And he said, honey, let's make babies. See, that's the way we want the things of God to be. We don't want to do our part. See, we don't want to do anything. Just, all right. Let God, if God wants to use me, let him use me. That's what we do. You lay hands on and say, "Receive the Holy Ghost." Now speak. Speak it by faith. I don't hear anything. Or you tell them speak. They say, "What should I say?" Who will tell you what to say? No, I read from church, they say, "Say sakababa, sakababa," or some say, so "Repeat after me." No, that's that, that's nonsense. That's child's play. No. In Acts 2 verse 4, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But notice, they were all filled and began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. That means the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. You do the speaking. See, every believer has the potential to speak in tongues. But how many will speak by faith? Now, many of you, they've laid hands on you. They've laid hands on you. Say, Receive it. You felt the power. Just you... so speak. Hmm. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Then some people say, "Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 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 That is it. That's not it. That's a goat. That's not it. That's not it." That's not it that's that's, That's not it you said pastor what is it the bible says they began to speak as the spirit gave them utterance. there will be an urge to say something an urge so what do you do you open your mouth that urge yield to that urge and some christians yield to the urge only the day they spoke in tongues that's what they are speaking to today Use the calama, who se calama, you will soon go to Kalama, I know. Use the Kalama, Use Bekalama, Use Bekalama, Use Bekalama. They are speak everybody say Brethren pray be Kalama, say kalama, kalama, And the guy from Kalama is one order you're praying for his village. See, the grace is there, but you yield to the grace. So you yield to that urge. The first time I spoke in tongues, this is what I said: "Rebenende, Rebenanda." That's all I said, and I went home and had an all-night with "Rebenende, Rebenanda." Then before long it became a language. I've been under so much front. I could let the gods of water gilla pack to me. Supra to me act. Longer I can act. Zove zove. I like a tonski Ronta kakalat non. Supra kila attu veli menata kansa vrtalika paragoniska See, I was speaking in tongues. Did I know what next was going to come out? No. I didn't know the next thing. But that, that urge, you yield to that urge. It's a grace. It's an outworking of the Spirit. Every believer has a potential to speak with other tongues. Every believer. I was in a service. This was 8th of September, 1993. And Reverend Ray was speaking in tongues. Everybody, a pastor came out. They were all speaking in tongues. And I was just restored to Christ. I didn't even know anybody had done this in history. until I read that Ken Higgins did the same thing. I said, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ... My faith, I now receive the Holy Spirit. And my faith, I now speak with other tongues. Rebanenda, Rebananda. That's what came out. You follow the urge. You know, some will tell me, my own is not sweet like your own. You're just starting. Have you heard my son talk? Mama, Baba. He speaks in tongues. Sometimes you need interpretation. Of sign language tells you what he's saying. I mean, you know what I mean? When you speak in tongues, children. They speak in tongues that's tongues heavenly language see and some of you you wonder i can't speak like pastor i yield to the urge i yield to the urge. there's an urge there's a the working of god's spirit inside of you there's an urge see and that's why a lot of you are struggling with the christian life the christian life ought to be by grace many people are not living right. they are struggling they're not yielding to the urge I was talking the other day to my wife and I said, do you know that if every Christian obeyed God, no Christian will fall into sin? Because the Bible says, he leads us in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, he leads us. So in other words, if this is where you're going to be weak and fall, what happens? That day that planned for you, your boyfriend planned for you, or your girlfriend planned for you, you didn't come. Because God restrained you. See that urge the urge to go, the urge to stay. You're yielding to grace. You were in the boss there was an urge to preach. Yield to that urge because the spirit of God is a spirit of grace, grace is the influence of God's spirit. There's this thing to preach. See, if I preach, I don't know many Bible. See, when you use that urge, you start finding scriptures that will come into your mind. I'll never forget the day a Muslim, Ibrahim, when I was in Ogun State University, he was preaching. Sorry, I, I, I was preaching to him, and he asked me a question. And this would have flawed any Christian. He said, Now I was, I was still new in the Lord. I got restored in 93. This was 94 and now he asked me a question he said how can Jesus Christ be the son of God and be God I didn't say I don't know I just opened my mouth one hour or two hours later when we we're through he was on the knees and he told his girlfriend Neil let's give our heart to Christ I don't know what I said I know I spoke see there's an urge I just explaining. you know till today I don't know what I said there's an urge to answer him but a lot of times we are so conscious of ourselves, and someone says, How come Jesus got the Son of God? So, I don't see. Let me be honest, I don't know. I, I know I, I just, I'm a new convert. Think about it. The Apostle Paul was a new convert when he was convincing the Jews in Acts 9 that Jesus was the Christ in his synagogues. There's an urge. It's inside of you. When you get born again, God comes and begins to live inside of you. God lives inside of you. And this is what has made me grow fast. Because I was conscious of God inside. Are you following me? So if, you, if you become conscious of this that urge, urge to read your bible the urge to pray the more you yield to this urge inside of you the stronger it will get you wanted to go and smoke and something just just feel like you should not smoke you stopped it before you know you, stop smoking you want to call your girlfriend your shikala it's like the name of a native doctor and you called your chikala as you were calling you had this check don't call her it was ringing you just got it she was calling back you had this thing don't pick it don't pick it don't pick it don't pick it because you've been living pure for these three weeks now you've not had sex and say if i don't pick it now i don't know where to be if i don't pick a call then you pick it say where are you say i'm at home i'm coming Gang, gang. as you open the door. You saw her. She just touched your chest. How now? I hear you're born again. Oh. Just first of all, you first be like strong. Say, I'm, I'm I'm stop it. I'm a Christian now. She said, really? Are you strong? I'm very strong. The Lord is my strength. You say, "Really? Oh baby. Somebody <laughs> wanted to save you, you had this arch, not to call. You had this arch, not to pick the call, but because of your flesh. How will she feel if I don't pick the call? How will my God feel if I don't answer this call? And now you're in trouble. You are crying on your bed. <laughs> oh Lord. I have tried. I, 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 I have tried for 22 days. Now, only 22 days of salvation. I'm falling inside again. Oh, God. I thought this is the last time. Oh, Lord. If you just respect that, He leads us in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Your neighbor, that guy, is telling you, ah, do maybe this way. The fire. He has plans. Said, maybe you can enter my house, cook where you want, do anything, wash my flash screen, anything, do anything, do maybe. God said, don't. But you had a long truth. Sit down watching home video in another person's house. Men are wicked. Men are very, very wicked. If you can imagine what he did to me, God knew it was a trap. You had this urge not to go. Say no. So you just find out like you are avoiding all the troubles of your life. You wanted to insult somebody. You wanted to, you wanted to insult. You, you, went, you are this watch. Don't talk. But you, you, you refused. You refused. Because the man, maybe you, you went somewhere and you didn't like the way he, he, he did what he did. And you, you are a useless man. I'm telling you, you are a useless man. And you, next week you're going to apply for a contract. It's the man that is there. As you see your face, as you see the man's face, well done, sir. He tells you, Welcome. You cannot say anything. You start repenting. Oh, God, I want to apologize for what happened two weeks ago. I, I didn't really mean it. I didn't, I didn't really. But you were insulting me you used this man. Now here to help you. You had this urge not to speak. If we learn to begin to follow these little little promptings, our life will keep on moving forward. That's the grace of God. God will not force you, it's an evil spirit that will force you. You know, somebody said that um, if, if it's the Holy Spirit, uh, you are the, the Holy Spirit that's moving to speak in tongues, you will not know what you're doing. I said, That's an evil spirit. Paul said, I will pray with the spirit, I will pray with the spirit. See. So you're going to desire these things. You're going to desire these things. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Is anyone learning anything please? Verse 1. It says follow after charity and what? And what? Talk to me now. And what? Desire spiritual gifts. You're not talking. Follow charity and what? Desire spiritual It tells you desire it. Desire it, say. but rather that ye may prophesy, desire it. See, see my life. I've never prophesied. Though. At least me no be prophet, prophesy. Say, desire it. Don't be an urge. You're praying and praying and praying in your house. You've been so discouraged, you say, I'm gonna pray for this situation, and you're praying about the situation, praying and praying, then this urge coming to say something else. And just I say, for thoughts, so said the Lord. Don't stop. Say, hey, don't stop. Continue. For thoughts, so said the Lord. I will do great things through your life. You're like Jesus. How do not want? See, so you yield the want to dominate you. There are many times my encouragement has come from my own mouth because prophecies for edification, exhortation, and comfort it comes from my own mouth. Sometimes I'm so I'm so discouraged by the way I'm just praying, and God to speak. Son, fear not. The victory is yours. You will move on and prevail on every side. See, from our mouth. But if I don't learn to yield to this thing for a long time, I'll be discouraged, discouraged, discouraged. Nobody knows what you're going through. Say, learn to yield to this grace. God is inside of you. He lives there. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives there. You have this urge or restraint not to travel. Don't travel. Uh, for two weeks I planned trips. And I've had a restraint. I have not traveled because I have a restraint. Uh, why don't you just travel? I don't want to travel outside God's guardians. Because if it's restraining me now it's my angels are not on duty on this trip so that's why Christians die they didn't obey that restraint that urge not to travel you wanted to go and see someone you had this urge this thing inside of you pulling you back that you should not go you forced yourself you went there the man did not come you said oh God did not come for office in his morning he traveled and the man didn't call you you were there you used your last money to go to port you are asking the secretary, Madam, can you help me? Sir, I don't get money. And you don't know anybody in Port Akot Because we are born and bred in Torokbane. So how, how will you now, where will you stay? You are going to look for a faith flight. You are going to beg in the park. Now you are embarrassed because you moved away from God's honor. Because to obey God is to honor him. And God says those who honor him, he will honor. Now you are embarrassed. You are begging for transport. So I say, I'll pay for you. Say, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Sit down. After you now reach there to enter boat again. You will beg to enter boat. But you have this restraint, this urge not to go. That's grace. See, when you start doing this, when you not following that urge, you find out you're always at the right beside the right and say, Man, you mean your favor though. Every as you just came here, or God just came in right now. God has been angry as somebody just made him happy that you just came that's why dash you money now all of us have been here since why because we follow that urge See, we we, we want to build our lives with our strength. We want to do things in our way but God wants to help us God wants to help us but many of us are living our lives in our own strength you know disobeying that urge inside that walking of grace Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody? All right. First Corinthians one. Verse four, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Christ Jesus. Notice the grace is already given that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, watch so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. Look at that. They had every gift in them. They yielded more to that utterance gift. This who shall also confirm you unto the end. That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about this. He made them conscious that God was confirming them. He was working in them until that day. There's a working of God inside of you. Hallelujah. See, if we will learn to yield to these workings. If we we'll learn to yield to these workings. Our lives will be better than what it is. See, because your potential will not be released without exercise. See, every human being has strength. You can tone that muscle. Some of you are unaware that Anna Swazenegger, as a young child, was slim. See what became that potential was in him, but he had to exercise it. We all have brains. See? But you have to exercise your brain. And I told you the other day that the more you use your brain, the more you create brain cells. Brain cells can be created. You're exercising your potential. The more you read, the better your brain becomes at reading and understanding. You're creating new brain cells. You know, most people don't yield to the urge. You had this urge to study the Bible. You didn't obey it. You had this urge to study the Bible. You didn't obey it. Now, you don't have a desire for spiritual things at all. You don't have no desire. You've quenched the Spirit. The Bible calls it quenching the Spirit. You've quenched the Spirit. See? You've quenched it. So, Pastor, how do I stir it? That's what I'm teaching you. You may have to spend some time worshiping or praying or studying. Either of them, you'll awaken your spiritual senses. Then that odds will come again. So you can quench it. You can deaden yourself to it. You can stay it up. There are some people that can drink hot tea. I mean, hot. hot Hot tea. Have you seen them drink it? Very hot. So you two, you want some tea? Yeah, I want some tea. Jesus. His tongue is dead. I'm telling you. That Higgins shared a testimony about a man that he used to drink tea a lot. He so said one day he was in a man's house and the man took the teapot and that they got hot water, poured in the teacup. All right? This was hot boiling water. Mix it like this and he began to drink it. He said as the man was drinking the tea, he was holding his own truth. Everything inside is dead. See, and that's the, way, that's the way we are in our spirit. We have spiritual senses. We have spiritual senses. And some of you, your spiritual senses, you've deadened them. You've deadened them so things don't move you. You're in a service. And the power of God is moving. People are crying. You are looking like this, eh? And someone's beside you shaking. <laughs> I shift it. Before I use your madness, touch me. Your hand will just be like this. And I'm out there saying, Oh, the power of God is in this place. Say, if you fear nothing, you're dead to it. Your spiritual senses are dead. And that's the way a lot of people are. They are dead spiritually. They are born again, but their senses are not alive, to spiritual things. I'm showing you how. Because if you get this thing right, grace will just be flowing. That influence will get stronger. You've been having more results as a Christian. God's voice will be clearer to you. Things will be better for you. Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5. Are you there? Verse 14. Let me begin from verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. See, skill is something we gain through practice. See, it says everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for it is a babe. But strong men belong to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of what? Talk to me now. By reason of what? Use. Constant practice. Reason of use. By reason of use. You keep on yielding to spiritual things. Yielding to the word. Whatever the word of God says, you yield to it. So you're training your spiritual senses. Even those who by reason of use have their senses. Did you see that? Their spiritual senses exercise to resemble good and evil. Do you know you can do a, a, a good thing at the wrong time? You can do a right thing in the wrong way. reason of use reason of use the Bible says a word in season how sweet it is a word in season there's a pastor that was in second service he's from America and I didn't even know anybody came from America He said God sent him to Nigeria to to pioneer a church he's from the west he's from Nigeria but he was in America and he was here and he came to me and said the message was for me I didn't know he was there. I didn't know God sent him inside the church. I just preached what was in my heart. By reason of use, they have their senses exercised to the zen for good and evil. So you need to start training your spiritual senses, you train them. You see, my son, huh, you can be in the bathroom or the his sisters are in the bathroom, pooing. And for those of you who don't know, poo smells. And this boy is walking in there, comfortable. His he nose lacks experience. It's the truth you when our children they, they are not sensitive, their nose that their senses are, no, they are not learned yet. A time is coming when it's coming to the sister's room, and hmm, something is happening here. body is this small boy that just going in just over a year, one year, and three months inside the very place is there, playing right where. It lacks experience. See, that's the way some of you are spiritually. Trouble is in front of you. You are going. You can't discern. You've not learned to use your spiritual nose to perceive. You've not learned. Now, sometimes I've entered the bike when doing this of bike and I'll come down. So I go and say, I'm not going. So, God, why did you enter? I said, I'm not going. Sometimes I won't even want money for me. I said, Take it and go. Because there's trouble in front. I was traveling one time. I was led. You see, when you're led, it's a serious thing. See, I followed the leading. The car that went before us was in the bush. They were bringing the people from down there, from out there, bringing them, packing them to the road. Just parked. and looked at them. That's when one guy there in the bus said, so they said, Let us pray for safe journeys. Say, Where? The journey is safe. I'm here. He led me to enter this bus. See? Go to the book of Acts 27. read something to you. Acts 27. I'm reading verse 9. It says, Now when much time was spent and when sinning was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive. See that? I perceive. He did say God told me. He said, I perceive he said there are some things God hear me there are some things let me put it this way alright my daughter could see fire and I say okay let me put it this way I have a past. I had a pastor friend his daughter every child likes candle I will you aware of that alright and they want to touch it are you aware of that he said every time he tells his daughter don't touch this you know, she will just be crying and crying and said okay touch it Hmm. And she touched it. Oh, Zegisavala. He said she cried and 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 cried. He said he believes the daughter didn't forgive him. Then when other children are with them, and there's a candle, he said the daughter would advise them. And tell the children, he said, don't touch that thing. All right. senses have taught her. See? The father was talking. Some of us want to learn by experience. There's a perception. As you are going close to fire, you sense that heat, you don't need to hear the voice of song, this is fire. No. You enter into your house and there is gas smelling because you can perceive you just go to your gas cylinder, you turn it off, and find out that there's a leak. See? Because you could perceive. You didn't hear a voice. It says, son, there's gas. That's how your spiritual senses are in certain situations. You will not hear a voice. Th- that perception is what will save you. You just go to the airport. You were rushing. Ah, I got to go. go on my way to Abuja. You just had this thing. Just let this flight go let it go and you sit down and say, I'll join the next flight Uh, it it will cost you extra six thousand, no problem life is more than six thousand and you sit down, the flight took off and never got to its destination you didn't hear a voice, you perceived See, you train your spiritual senses just as your nose has been trained for the day gas is leaking in your house when you were small, they say gas will leak in your house. Learn to smell well. I'll never forget the testimony of a woman who couldn't smell. And she went to a healing meeting and was healed. That night, when she got to her house, she smelled that gas was leaking. I believe Satan had ordained for her to die that day. Because she did not have the sense of smell. Some were born without a sense of smell. Are you aware of that? They don't smell nothing. More, she was healed that day. That's how she could know gas was smelling. Something is wrong. Something's wrong. Something is smelling in this house. They say it's gas. She could have just gone home after the healing meeting, switch on a gas, poof, and died. Perception. So that's why you need to train your sense, your spiritual senses. And that's why you pray. You spend time praying, because the more you pray, the more keen your spiritual. keenly aware your spirit will be. You become aware of things. You pick them quickly. It's a walking of grace. It's a walking of grace. Recently, I had a health challenge in my heart, and it was really painful as someone took a knife, put the knife there, and just turning it. It was really, really painful. I was fighting for my life. Talking to the Lord. And I called Pastor Femi. I said, agree with me. Pastor Femi prayed, it came down. And the next day the Lord spoke to me. said, there are two things I want you to do. Get cod liver oil. Get such and such. And take it. You'll be fine. So, I got cod liver oil yesterday. And I looked behind. And they said, it's good for the heart. I'm pain in your joints. What if I couldn't hear God? What if I couldn't hear God? I'm fine. What if I couldn't hear God? Do you know how many people have died because they couldn't hear God? See, I'm training you how to have your senses working, your spiritual senses working. You went to a house, you had a check not to eat. I remember one of our pastors during his youth service. There was a car, a woman was selling a car. He served in Oshu State or your state, one of those states. And while he bought the car, the spirit of God restrained him not to eat a car. And he chose to eat the car. And during the service the next day, he went to the toilet seven times. Because their car was a warm jacara. akara atano He goes, he comes back. Jesus. Just think of somebody being there. And a, a man of God, a copper man of God. Say, hurry, 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 hurry. He go. He said one time, we'll say, oh Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. God could have saved them by embarrassment. The other people just felt they shouldn't eat this sakara. He said, I will eat. Long truth. And that's how some of you, your lives are. You've not learned to follow the prompting of God's spirit. You've not learned it. You want to do things your own way. Look at this again, please. It says in verse 10, And said unto themselves, I perceive that this voyage will be with hearts. Do you see that? This voyage will be with hot and much damage, not only of the laden and sheep, but also of our lives. Now, guess what? They were spared because of Paul. Look at verse twenty-one. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, "Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed on Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss." Perception. Hello. You have won fifty thousand naira. Did you play any game? Please, send us credit. If I won, you should be able to buy the credit by yourself. Some will be calling. I remember somebody, my wife and I was telling him, like, see, you didn't win anything. Did you play any game? He said, ah, he said it's a favor of God. <laughs> After he had called and called, God opened his eyes. Because they had told him where he was going to meet them in Lagos. Think about it. Being able to perceive. Being able to perceive. Many people have jeopardized their lives. Some have gone ahead of God and they are in trouble right now. In the will of God. In the will of God, you can be in the will of God and be in trouble. You can do the right thing in the wrong way, because you did not know how to perceive. A little child, that Hagen shared the story. A little child went into a room, crawled into a room. The food had been spoiled, left over by an older child. Spoiled, ate the food and died. The child could not smell. The crawling child couldn't perceive that the child the food was The child died perception. It could save your life. If that child could smell, it would know that this is a rotten food. When they did the autopsy, they found that this rotten food the child ate. were In their house. But the child couldn't perceive. See why you need to gain spiritual perception as a child of God. It will determine the quality of your life. It will determine the longevity of your life. for instance you went to pack into a house look at this you want to pack into a house and you the, the landlord for instance says this house is two hundred thousand or 150 and you packed in you paid for one year right then the next year the man says the house is 600 and now you have to find another house or pay the 600. And some of you say, I've improved on this house so much because it was 150. The other one I saw was 250. This one was cheaper. God knew the man was using the same trap. You could not perceive. You did you, 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 you say 250, 150. This one hundred thousand. On, I'll do like this. I'll do like this. I will stand the front like this. I'll do the toilet like this. I'll put high class tile. I will I will tile like this. You have done finished everything. The man said the house is six hundred. Carry your tile. Cannot do anything. Your money have been wasted. You could have been saved from this harm and loss. Perception. To save you a lot of trouble. I'm never in a hurry to do anything. That's, uh, Pastor, what are you saying? If you see me developing cold feet, know that God is checking me. And I will not take that step until God says, so take it. Because most of the pain in our lives are traceable to our disobedience, to that urge to obey God or to restrain from doing something. Can tell you from experience. Can tell you from experience. People whom God told me, said, don't, that person should not be close to you. Uh, there was a minister when I was on campus, and the Lord said, don't be close to him. I said, he's a prophet of God. He said, don't be close to him. I said, he, he teaches the Bible. He said, don't be close to him. He said, hear what God said. He said, he is my son, but don't be close to him. And I became close to him. Destroyed the lives of many members of our fellowship. He pulled them away from our fellowship to start doing his own thing and they were all getting pregnant. Because he didn't have a grace or morality. If you stay under me, to the glory of God, there's a grace of morality. It's what I know. I've observed people who, who moved away. They were not close to authority. They were, they were not submitted to authority. They also went into immorality. There's a grace of morality. But God told him, he said, he's my son. He's my son. He didn't say, he's not my son. He said, he's my son, but stay away from him. God knows all the facts. See? He knows all the facts. Learn to respond to these nudges. You may not know all the facts. Learn to respond. There are many times, maybe I went to go somewhere. I like pounded yam. all right? And... Sometimes i be like, where do we go and buy pound the yam? And I just here, go to this place. All right? Then someone will say, oh, Pastor, let's go to this other place. this nita. And I go there, they don't have pound yam. So we've wasted four. I said, let us go to where the Holy Spirit said we should go. And we'll go there, we'll find a pound the yam and the kind of soup I want. See? But... We could have been going around and around and, around and around and around and around and around and around and around. And that's how many lives are. Just going around and around. And there's this thing is You just that you shouldn't go. You feel like you should go inside of you. Not your flesh. See, a lot of times we determine whether I love him or I love her by our flesh. No. Enough. There are some people in my life right now that have offended me more than any other person. But some just keep them. And I've kept them. There's some people that look so perfect. And God says, Withdraw. And I'm like, Why should I withdraw? And I start in trouble and trouble and trouble and trouble. Say, oh boy. So I told you from the start. See, so God wants to spare your life from trouble. He says, He leads you beside the still waters. He leads you beside the still waters. He leads you beside it. He wants your life to be free from all these struggles and quarrels and strife. But we won't follow the prompt we won't follow the prompt I remember when I was dating my wife first of all when I I came to Yenogua one time in November 2002 and we were restoring her to Christ and the Lord said this is your wife and I was like no no I don't want to marry from Bielsa. I want to marry a Yoruba I studied law three generations of Christianity that means my grandfather was a sound believer to our father is a sound believer so I was giving God what I wanted All right. so thirdly or fourthly she must be a virgin no man must have touched that person and the Lord said this is your wife I refused two years later the Lord said this is your wife and I took this step watch this but I still had the old teaching we're taught that it's chassis jam chassis. a virgin must marry a virgin nothing more nothing less if you're eating eating your cake it has gone so that's what we're taught and that's wrong doctrine It's, it's, it's false doctrine so it was at the back of my mind so sometimes when this thought comes like ah Just jump chassis, and I'll go and pray. Watch this. When I'm high in the spirit, so to say, I'm so sure of it. When she offends me, the flesh will say, Justice jump chassis. See, you don't follow your flesh. You don't follow your flesh. From my side of the family, we are very, very tender people. children my parents had were very very tender and we could fall sick easily christ saved us we're very tender people so I thank god for the message of christ that has given me new life but watch this my wife's family naturally is resistant to disease see and god brought that dna mixed it together to produce children that have high iq Resistant to disease. See, he knows all the facts, and he knows all the facts about a family. If you learn to follow that urge, that urge, that urge every time in your praying, in your giving, that urge. I remember Brother Harry testified. He said, Pastor, he gave his iPad to one of our pastors. And he said, "Pastor, God told me to give it to him in May." I want you to watch this. In May, and he said he was in Abuja then. He wanted to send it. Then he, he gave God several reasons why he shouldn't send the iPad at that time. And it went into classified dryness. He had the iPad. As soon as he released the iPad, watch this. A contract that had been pending was released to him see that urge that urge if you learn to just follow that urge even with your relationships with your friends with your family members respond to that urge not your flesh see there are times I violated that urge trying to save money my wife likes to enjoy and it's good a woman should enjoy but I am very frugal I'm an accountant. So when 20 nana goes like this, we must account for that 20 As I learned, the Lord spoke to me one time. He said, If you were a millionaire, will you be worried about these little things to buy? And I said, No. So he said, Never worry. Then I realized it was God that was paying the bills. See, so I just followed the urge. They came back yesterday. They bought Pringles and uh, this one, and there's one. Was it Koi Koi or something? They won some stuff. They just bought some things. I just looked at them, and I smiled that I didn't complain. So I, was it what we we're going to buy? Was Pringles in the budget? I don't like all this kind of wastes. So you have unnecessary strife. You didn't follow the urge. You followed your reason. So I just let her be. And the more I let her be, the more it's increasing me, because sometimes women like sweet mouth. and their daughters like it too. Follow that notch. For just follow it, just follow it. Your life will be so sweet. Unnecessary strife. Follow that notch. Your life will be so beautiful. time is done Give give Him praise 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 God is inside of you if you're a Christian he lives inside you he lives in there he wants to work this out the prayer life the study life The fasting. He wants to work it out. Go ahead, talk to God. Talk to God.